Hi there, my name is C. I'm D, and you're listening to... Swinging, swinging Down, down under. under. Our journey as a couple through the swinging lifestyle. Are you into open relationships? Or exploring new things in life? This is our podcast. Join in. Experiences. Both good and bad. <laughs> Reviews and events. And more here Swinging Down Under. Come on. Join us. G'day sexy friends and welcome to episode 65 of the Swinging Down Under podcast. I'm your host today, C. Unfortunately, D is away and unable to record with me today. Boo. But I wanted to make sure that we put out an episode because I've just returned from my fourth trip this year so far from Australia. So it's only May and I've been there four times already. So I'm pretty damn excited. So I wanted to share with you all what we've been up to recently on our trips down under. And to be honest, there are some super, super sexy times. But before I get into that, I just really quickly want to say happy centenary to our friends by the by podcast. They're based out of Sydney and you may have heard of them, The Atoms. If you haven't, they are by the by podcast and you can check them out. They just hit 100 episodes not too long ago. So congratulations, guys. What a bloody milestone. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine hitting 100. This is 65 and this is three years in the making. So good on you guys. Constant podcasters, great content and, and really happy for you there. All right, let's now talk about some sexy stuff. So, I mentioned I've been to I've been to Australia four times this year. This is insane. I have not been to Australia this much in the past two years, and all of a sudden, I think I kind of just had I'm not going to say itchy feet, maybe like sexually oppressed feet might be a better explanation. And so we had a few cheeky visits down there to catch up with some friends. So we have been to Sydney three times and Melbourne once. So today's episode, I'm going to share some of those sexy times and funny, funny little circumstances with you. And then towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to talk about the 30 days of lingerie challenge, a challenge recently that took off on Twitter. So I'm going to give you some insight into that. Now, one of the Sydney visits as well does contain some information about a pub crawl. We actually hosted a, a pub crawl down in Sydney and then went to the club, our secret spot, of course, the only club really to visit in Sydney. And we actually have a tiny, tiny snippet of audio from one of the people that came along or the couples that came along to the pub crawl. I'm also, because Dee isn't here today, I have harassed him to send me some audio on the play session we had with our good friends, the Belays down in Sydney. I wanted to hear his perspective. So I begged and pleaded and said, Dee, please, please, please send me some audio so I can add you to the podcast because I know people do love to hear the dynamic between the two of us. And uh, he hasn't sent it to me yet. I'm hopeful. I'm recording this in advance. I'm putting it out there to the general public. And I really, really hope that he does send me that so I can add it to this podcast. And I don't sound like a bloody idiot. So first things first, where did we go? We went to Sydney first. And this was actually back in February. We haven't podcasted about this because I wanted to keep some of these down under visits for a bit of a down under collaboration, if you will. As you know, we moved away from Australia two years, one month and two weeks ago, not that anyone's counting. And so we do miss a lot of our sexy friends down there and some of the sexy lifestyle locations and events. And so I guess that's probably why we've returned so much this year and and probably going to be back in the next two months as well. But we went down there with a bit of a surprise long weekend visit to visit our friends, the Belays in Sydney. Now, funnily enough, I had actually just purchased a couple of new toys for myself. So I was trawling through the internet and thought, what's some new toys that I can buy? The ones I have, you know, I've had them for a little while and I haven't really bought myself anything for a while. So I purchased two new sex toys and I've had them up on Twitter and I've spoken about them in past episodes, but I did have a request from Mrs. Belay to bring down the sucky penguin toy. Now, of course, this is the Satisfier Pro Penguin. And the reason it's called that is because it is dressed up to look like a penguin with a bow tie, much to Dee's dismay for anyone out there who has heard that episode. He doesn't really see why a sex toy needs a bow tie on Personally, I think, why not have a bow tie on? But hey, each to their own. So Mrs. Blaze sent us a kick message and said, bring down those toys so they were definitely in my arsenal. I made sure I packed those as well as a number of other toys and bits and pieces that I've just purchased out 
uh, in the past couple of months before I headed down there. Now, really, really great weekend. I did start the weekend off with Mrs. Belay, so she was kind enough to take the, the couple of days off work and hang out with me. So we went to a few pubs, hung out during the day, grabbed stuff for dinner and just really had some sexy girl talk about everything that's been going on in our lives uh, and all of the sex toys and, and things that we're enjoying at the moment. Now, Dee was working, the poor man. So he was working during the day. He came and picked us up from, I think, the third or fourth pub, if I'm not wrong, um, came and picked up the ladies and then headed back into their house. And at this point in time, also, Mr. Belay was just getting home as well. So basically, the boys were arriving home with the ladies at the same time. And of course, the ladies had had a few drinks, but did proceed to basically open up the champagne, the first bottle of the, I'm going to say, not the day necessarily, but the weekend, because there was copious amounts of champagne actually consumed. It's embarrassing. Don't ask me how many. I'll never tell. And so we're chilling out the back and we're chatting and hanging out. And all of a sudden, Mrs. Belay decides that she's going to take a, a basically a pussy out photo with the bottle of champagne next to her pussy. Very surprising. Sends it to me. I'm on the, the couch opposite her. Sends me a photo of her pussy and the champagne and the nibbles are laid out and we're all having a good time in the Australian sunshine. And then proceeds to tell me that, yes, it's absolutely fine if I post that to Twitter. Now, I did happen to put a little lit fire thing over the top of her pussy, just out of respect for her, but she was all about the champagne and the pussy, and she said, what better what better ways to, to enjoy your afternoon than popping some champagne and then going down on a girl? So there you are, champagne and pussy, apparently great great together, great accompaniments, really. Forgo the cheese, forgo the nibbles and the olives, pussy and champagne, that's the way you want to be, according to Mrs. Belay. Now, really, really fun evening. We did kind of hang out a little bit more. We had some wine, we had some more drinks, and then we did have dinner, lovely dinner that we all prepared together, which kind of is part of the fun for us, you know, being able to hang out with our lifestyle friends. As you all know, if you listened to us previously, we just enjoy that camaraderie and that sense of community and I guess the sexiness too, you know, you're in the kitchen or cooking together and there's ass grabs and there's neck kisses and there's kind of all this fooling around as you're making dinner. So that's awesome. We sat down and we caught up and chatted over more wine. And then afterwards, basically, I turned to the group and to Mrs. Belay and I said, you know what? Let's take this party upstairs and let's go check out those sex toys. You asked me to bring them down. Let's put them into good practice. So we head upstairs and I pull out of my arsenal all of the sex toys that I've bought along, including my two new ones to basically show Mrs. Belay. Now, unbeknownst to me, Mrs. Belay had also purchased some new sex toys that she wanted to try out. And I'll talk to you about that in a second. But we started off on the bed, uh, got naked, obviously some very intimate kissing and fondling and canoodling and, and uh, just really sexy time to get in the mood, a bit of foreplay there. And then basically I pulled out this Penguin, so the Satisfier Pro. And I'm using that on Mrs. Belay. Now, she has said in the past, and I know it to be true, that she does occasionally, it takes a little bit longer for her to, to orgasm. You know, she really enjoys it, but it just takes slightly longer um, than perhaps most people, if there is even an average, I'm sure there's probably one out there. Interestingly enough, though, she was like, I'm not so sure I'm going to be able to get off with this toy, but I'll give it a go anyway. I was using it on her finger and her neck to kind of show her what it was like. And then I had Southbound. Now, again, she's kind of a bit hesitant, you know, probably a little bit in her head. Maybe is this going to work? Maybe it's not going to work. Now, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, I would have to say that this sex toy probably got Mrs. Belay off in... I'm going to say under two minutes, probably even a minute and a half. So it just goes to show you that's a review in itself. It is, it is a really, really interesting orgasm. It's probably different than other orgasms that I've had. Um, basically, it goes straight over your clitoris and has a uh, um, vacuum motion if you're sucking, sucking motion. It's supposed to stimulate, similar to receiving cunnilingus, but yeah, I don't know if it's uh, similar to that kind of sensation. It's a funny orgasm. It happens very quick. The orgasm itself is quite quick. And then afterwards, you're very, very uh, sensitive. Well, I'm very sensitive after it. So she has this, uh, this orgasm, and then we start fooling around a little bit more. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Mrs. Belay, as I mentioned, had some new sex toys of her own. So we're playing around and joking and, and having a good time and using the toys. Then she pulls out her brand new strap-on. Now, I took one look at this uh, strap-on and dildo and went, mm, 
that is a very bulbous end. That is not going to fit inside here. And she was like, yeah, yeah, it'll fit, it'll fit. And I'm going, sweetie, it's not going to fit. Come on. I mean, you're, 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 uh, you're getting a bit overzealous there. This thing is going to need some serious lubrication and it's probably not going to fit. Well, she was like, no, 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 it'll be good. It's just a bit bulbous on the end, but once it's in, it's all fine. So her and I are mucking around with the strap-on dildo for quite a while. And the boys are, of course helping us out with their hands, you know, coming in and kissing kissing us, touching us, enjoying kind of seeing the two girls fuck, have sex, whatever you want to call it with this strap on. And um, the only difference with that one is I guess her other one actually is also an internal vibrating one for her. And so for those, I think, to be honest, it's probably good for the receiver and the giver. It's a little bit more interesting for both people. So Personally, that's that's what I prefer because I want the person that I'm playing with to also be really enjoying themselves as well. So some of those strap-ons or those dildos, you know, I prefer to see it where there is a bit of internal pleasure for the other lady uh, as well as possibly some vibration as well. It just makes for a, a fun play session essentially. So Mrs. Blay and I are playing for quite a while and then basically it's okay, it's the, it's the boys' turn. You know, we're, we've got the hands fondling everywhere, we're... Um, having sex I think I was underneath Mrs. Belay so the boys were kind of touching my boobs kissing me kissing her etc and uh, and then you know Dee's coming up from behind Mrs. Belay and so we're having a, a great time and then basically yeah it's time for some male penetrative sex and Mr. Belay and I start uh, kissing fondling each other he's grabbing my ass Miss Dee's doing the same thing to Mrs. Belay and this play session, I have to tell you, was just fantastic. It was such a sexy session. I enjoyed it immensely. And it was just a very exploration play session. Just really sexy and just kind of almost, I would say, like animalistic in a sense. You know, just um, everybody was having a great time. There was really no concerns about where anybody was playing or hands or motions or anything like that that was going on. It was just really animalistic fun sexy time and I tell you that's probably something that I miss the most about D and I and our play sessions because when you do form those kind of pants on and pants off relationships you are able to just kind of let loose and kind of let your inner tiger just take over and really enjoy the person that you're with and the couple that you're with um, and you know that session I guess with Mr. Belay too well I do have to say I didn't hit my head on their ceiling so that was probably a positive in this play session but it was just raw and animalistic and I was riding him we were really enjoying it and uh, I think he flipped me over and did me doggy and then I was riding him again it was just fluid and fantastic and so sexy and we were playing for quite a while and then we all kind of finished up, had another glass of wine, had some water, sat around lying naked, just chatting on their bed. You know, again, just one of those amazing play sessions where you kind of walk away saying, this is it. This is what we enjoy about the lifestyle. This is the kind of connection we like to have with people. So we can kind of have these better play sessions where it's just you're able to be as free as you want and there is no holding back. Now, I know some people out there might say, well, what's stopping you from doing that on a one-night stand? You know, you don't know the person. Sure, you can just kind of have a... Who are they? You know, you're only going to see them once. Just go for it. Just kind of have that... Uh, don't hold back anything, you know, just this crazy sex. And absolutely, you can do that. I think the main difference is is that for us, uh, you know, when you do play with people often, you kind of get to know what they enjoy as well and you kind of understand what limits there are perhaps or how to get yourself off, how to get them off. And therefore, I think it does for us and for me in particular, it kind of becomes a bit more pleasurable because I, I don't know, it... With one night stands, you know, sometimes they're great, they're exhilarating, they're fantastic. We we've had them and and do continue to have them. But the only thing is, you know, sometimes yeah, I don't maybe come as hard or as often or as long as I may if I'm with someone who kind of knows what I like. And so that's probably the big difference for us. But that Sydney trip was amazing, and I tell you, the rest of the weekend, <laughs> again, I'm not going to tell you how much we drank, how many bottles of champagne we opened because. You know, it's embarrassing. Um, but I will say that it was a fantastic weekend that we spent with the Belays uh, back in February. And, uh, you know, we continue to, to have great times with them. So if they happen to be listening, thank you. You guys are so sexy. And uh, Mr. Belay, thank you very much for uh, fucking me with your hard cock. I have to say, you never falter. So <laughs> thank you. 
All right, now Melbourne. So Dee's heading down to Melbourne for work. This was, I think, in March or April. And he's going to be down there for like two weeks' time. So I came back. I'm at work. I'm at home. I'm in Singapore. I'm a little bit like, this is crap. Dee's down having a great time drinking fantastic wine, coffee, enjoying Melbourne and, you know, enjoying, enjoying the Australian kind of environment. And I'm stuck here in Singapore without him, you know, here to, to have a bit of fun with. This is ridiculous. So being that uh, we haven't really been adulting lately, and I mentioned this on Twitter, hashtag adulting, I decided on Wednesday that I was actually going to purchase an international flight and head down to Melbourne for the weekend. So for those of you who don't know, that's an eight and a half hour flight or just shy of eight and a half hours on the plane. And I was going to head down on Thursday night after work. So on the, the red eye flight, land at sort of 6am on a Friday morning, and then come back on Sunday at 1pm. So I can go back to work on Monday. So Yes, we will do crazy stuff like that. But uh, I, I contacted Dee on the Wednesday and I said, hey, I've got some flights. I'm coming down to see you. I'll be there Friday morning at 6 a.m. To which he replied, are we Oprah? Uh, so, yes, there is no adulting in this household at the moment. We are barely containing our drinking and spending. But uh, there you go, life for living. So I guess, uh, you know, it'll be uh, two-minute noodles and lettuce for the next month for us. But nevertheless great weekend so I head down there and it is actually the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival which is insane I mean that's such a great time to go down to Melbourne and there's so many events and so much food and obviously so much wine and coffee and really great fun music events as well and so we head down there and and I pick something to go see which was actually a bit of an homage to our friends over in uh, Texas I, I selected an event that was actually a Texas barbecue so it's a slow cooked pig went along to that Wah, wah, bit disappointing, not as great as Texas barbecue. So we tried to recreate it in Australia. We suck. Uh, Texas, you guys definitely know how to cook some uh, slow-cooked, slow-roasted barbecue. So we need to learn from that. We have a lot to do. Now, what do we do? We head out and we do some shopping because, of course, it is Australia. It's fantastic weather. I buy some new uh, fake leather pants, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And, uh, and then we go to dinner. So I'm out uh, at dinner and I'm wearing my fake leather dress. And we go to a really lovely dinner, but unfortunately we are sat at the bar. It's one of those restaurants where they're cooking everything in front of you. So you sit at the bar. Now my boobs were out. I'm not going to lie. That dress is probably maybe about one size ago. So I have um, gone up a size in my dress and therefore gone up a size in my boobs. And these ba- babies were just spilling out everywhere. Now, I was actually a little bit funny about that. So Dee was laughing his ass off because the chefs kept coming over and delivering our food and uh, staring at my boobs, as well as the rest of the bar also staring at my boobs because they were out. There's no doubt about it. There was a few nipple slippages uh, even throughout this dinner. So we're out having dinner. I'm literally exposed at the bar, black rings on, hoping that maybe someone pays attention to the fact that we are swingers just in case there was a, you know, a date to be had. You never know. Then we head out to a bar, and whilst we're at the bar, we're having a couple of drinks, and we go, you know what, let's check on Red Hot Pie. We've heard about the Melbourne scene from some of our listeners and some of our Twitter followers as well, and there's been kind of mixed reviews about the scene in Melbourne, you know, some some suggestions that it is a very difficult scene to get into. Um, the parties are quite exclusive. They're very, you know, strict with their requirements, and there's not a, there's not a permanent club down there. So, you know, it is a bit of a strange um, strange scene that we have been told in Melbourne. So we thought, you know what, we'll get on Red Hot Pie. That's a dating site, and we'll check it out. Like, what's going on in Melbourne? Is there anything on tonight? Now, we did find two parties that were on. One was a private party. Now, Dee actually really shouldn't have been able to go to this party because the age limit was strict. Um, Not only was the age limit strict, but the dress size was also strict. So in this particular party uh, invitation, it said that you had to be under 40 and that you had to be under an Australian size 12 dress. Um, I can try to convert that real quick to American speak while I'm talking. But essentially, you weren't able to, you know, go to this party unless you are um, under that certain age and under that certain dress size. And uh, so, but you could, there was one circumstance, um, is that you could actually go if you were pre-approved. So if you're pre-approved, you can go along with your partner. Your partner has to be under the age bracket, but if you're a guy, you can be kind of pre-approved. So we send an email to the the person who's running it and um, ask for approval to basically go. 
And that person got back to us four weeks later. So there you go. We didn't end up at that party. Um, that was quite funny. We thought, oh, okay, yeah, we'll go along to this, we'll go along to this. Surely they'll get back to us. And nope, didn't end up at that party. So um, that was pretty funny. But then there was a second party, which was actually at a club. So basically, if you go to Melbourne on certain days of the week, there is a group uh, party event people that occasionally take over a club down in Melbourne. Now, the club itself is called Wet on Wellington. It's actually a male uh, sauna. So that's the main purpose of this place. But every now and then they allow the, the swingers party to kind of come in and, uh, and host, you know, an event in there. So that was great. It was about a $70 taxi ride out to, out to this location. And um, so we head out there and we're walking up. Now, what I did notice as we're walking up is that basically there is a lot of men coming and going. I didn't really notice any females at this point. I was too busy taking a photo of the Wet on Wellington sign and getting all excited. Hey, we're going to go to a club in Melbourne. Isn't this great? So I didn't really realize what was going on there. Now, what I did find was, oh, by the way, that's a US 6. You have to be under a US 6 or under if you want to go to that party um, and under age 40. So what I, what I uh, was doing, I was taking photos. I was looking around. I was getting really excited to go to a club. We walk in. And the lovely, lovely man behind the counter tells us, well, tells me really, you can't be here. Um, he can. So points at Dean, and he's like, you can come, come in, no problems, but she, she can't come right now. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? You know, are you not letting me come in? Do I not, do I not look the part? Am I not doing something right? But what had actually happened was that party was not at that particular club that night. It was uh, operating that night as a male sauna and therefore of course ladies aren't allowed so the young gentleman behind the counter was extremely polite and told us that on that particular evening the party was being held elsewhere and which was unfortunately about another hour's drive away from where we'd already come from with the $70 cab ride so we weren't uh, obviously able to uh, to head there or stay there D was obviously making a crack that he might stay and it would just send me home in a taxi uh, we did both leave together kind of tail between our legs feeling like we'd been rejected from from two parties and now what I will say is that I didn't go back and recheck on Red Hot Pie to see what had gone wrong with that event but I'm just going to claim user error uh, just because I really don't know what's going on there but tail between legs head back to our hotel another $70 cab ride later have a few drinks crack some bottle crack a bottle of champagne have some sex together I mean you know the usual right if you have a failed date what's the upside of failed swinger dates you get to go home and have sex with your partner. So no complaints here. It was just a bit of a bummer that we didn't actually get to experience the scene in Melbourne. But as I said before, funnily enough, four weeks later, the guy who operated the other party said, sure thing, come along. Unfortunately, that was a little bit too late. We were back in Singapore then. So bit of a moot point. That guy really should keep on top of his emails. If you're listening, dude, keep on top of your goddamn emails because they're people who want to come tonight. Now, onto the Sydney pub crawl. So we did host in April another pub crawl. Years and years ago when Dee and I were living in Sydney, we used to host these swingers pub crawls. And the whole intent of them is that you go out, you have a great time, you meet people in a very relaxed atmosphere, we play some games, and then afterwards, if you like, you can come and end up at our secret spot with us so we do um, partner with our secret spot to give people discounted entry if they come and join us and then head back to the club now it was actually easter weekend so this is the first time that the club has actually been open on the easter weekend so they hosted a bunny party as well so if you were going then you were dressing up as a as a bunny or Hugh Hefner anything really to do with you know easter bunnies etc etc so that was great that we could actually do that on that weekend that we were in Sydney and host that pub crawl and then, of course, head into to our secret spot later. So that was great. Uh, we didn't actually realise that was the only or the first time that they had been open on that weekend. Um, TL and Baby Doll just told us that this past weekend. So thanks, guys, for opening your club uh, so we could come and attend uh, after our pub crawl. Really appreciate it. But the pub crawl was fantastic. Now, during the day, Dee was uh, working and I was actually running around the city kind of arranging some last-minute bits and pieces on the pub crawls. We do try to have a few games, a few prizes, something to kind of keep people engaged. Now, if you had heard a previous episode, we have a game that we play with fake money. Now, the intent of this is that you give one of so you would basically give the men the money or we'd had in the past and they pay for services rendered by the females now 
that doesn't i know most people would be like hold on a second prostitution sex work whatever no that's not what that is basically you can pay for anything from a dance to a conversation to a kiss or upwards of that. Really, it's up to, to you and it's up to the consent. Now, what happens is at the end of the night, so across the three bars that we visit, the lady with the most money wins a prize. That's what we've done in the past. It's been super fun and extremely successful. Now, I thought we'd flip that on the head this time. I wanted to give all the money to the ladies so then I could give a pretty big prize to one of the guys, you know, if the ladies are then paying for services rendered for the guys. Now, last time, the guys were quite inventive. They were trying to pay one lady to kiss another lady, for example, and then the lady would come back and say, well, no, I'm going to increase my price. I want 50 for both of us if you were going to kiss in front of you sort of thing. So the ladies really kind of made made quite a game out of it and so did the guys and it worked really well. What I can tell you, and Dee picked this like a dirty nose, he said at the beginning of this event, there is no way in hell that giving the money to the women is going to work. And I was like, yes, it will. It'll be so much great, so much as, better than last time. You know, this is gonna, women are going to rock this. Everybody's going to be having a great time kissing, playing, flirting, dancing. I was like, this is going to be fantastic. Now, Dee was right. It was an absolute failure. None of the women spent the money on anything for the men because as Dee commonly says, like, why would women spend money on the men when they could just walk up to a guy and say, hey, can I get a kiss? And Dee says, it'll work. So that was a complete and utter failure on that particular game. But anyway, I digress. So I'm out during the day. I'm visiting a sex shop in uh, Sydney and that's everything adult in Haymarket for anyone who wants to know that's on George Street in Sydney. So I head in there and I'm buying some sex toys as prizes. And then I also went across to a lingerie store, Cloud Boulevard, and I bought myself a pair of bunny ears because I wanted to be able to kind of be a little bit in costume for the evening. And that night I dressed up... Oh, sorry, I forgot one thing. I did also pop by a party store and I bought some... A helium balloon. I bought a unicorn helium balloon. I did put that photo up on Twitter, but I might reshare it when I share this podcast. And uh, that was so people could realize who we were. I figured if you're coming along to a meet and greet or a pub crawl, uh, maybe you didn't really know who everybody was. And so the easiest way to do that, I mean, I figured unicorn balloon, bunch of adults around, come on, that's got to be a big red flag for anyone that's going to come. And actually it worked really well and it was quite great. And the unicorn followed us uh, for the pubs for the evening, followed us back to our secret spot and then was uh, adopted and taken home by our friends, Wine and Fun Time. You can catch them on Twitter, Wine and Fun Time. So they adopted the pang, uh, the unicorn, and they put a photo up on uh, Twitter that they'd taken that home as well. So we head back to the hotel. Dee's arrived home. We're getting some drinks. We're getting ready. Going back to those fake leather pants that I bought whilst we're in Melbourne, I'm wearing those as well as a um, kind of a chainmail top, like really 1970s. It's actually a, a vintage top. And that's the first time I've actually worn that. Dee bought that top for me a very long time ago, but it it completely shows side boob. It's got a drawstring around the back, and that's about it. It's basically a triangle um, for those ladies out there who know what I'm talking about. Nineteen, I think 1970s kind of gold chain top. So I was wearing that. Dee was obviously in a pair of jeans and a T-shirt, and we head out for the evening to go to the pub crawl. Now, we did arrive, and we were about five minutes late because of the traffic. So, again, I really want to shout out to Wine and Fun Times, those guys were already at the pub, staked out our first area and were hosting another couple when we arrived. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate that you were there to help us out. Now, then we're starting to kind of chat to everybody, you know, talking, having a great time, kind of catching up with a few old friends, talking to new people. What's everybody been up to? You know, what's your lifestyle exposure or your journey like? You know, tell us all about your story. And unfortunately, because that's all kind of happening, you know, when you do organize a pub crawl, you think, okay, every one to one and a half hours, we're going to move to a different pub. Unfortunately, sometimes this is like herding cats. You know, people might arrive a little bit late. You don't want to interrupt their first drink, so you do kind of stay a little bit longer. We were supposed to visit three pubs this night. We got to two before we ended up at our secret spot. So apologies to the third pub. We didn't quite make it there, but um, everybody was having a great time. So we're drinking and having fun. I tried the money game, it was an epic fail, and we head on to pub number two. Now, pub number two, we have some more people arrive as well. They weren't there during pub number one, they were coming a little bit later. Again, the drinks are flowing, everybody's laughing, having fun, kind of mingling with each other, and this is when I pull out the next two games. Now, whilst I was hunting around the party shop earlier in the day, I bought some funny things. I bought some clay, or Play-Doh, 
And I also bought some little artist uh, easels with colouring in pens, colouring in crayons rather. And so what we did, and again, I have these sex toy prizes, so I really want to give these sex toy prizes away to people. So what we do first is we get the ladies to sit down in a circle, the men to sit around the ladies, and uh, sorry, to stand around the ladies so they can kind of make commentary on what's about to unfold. Now, in front of the ladies, I put all of this colourful clay on the table, this Play-Doh on the table, and the idea is that they have five minutes to recreate a cock, however they want to do it, and then the men comment on who and vote on who is making the best cock, why, and then they get a prize. Now, the funny thing about this particular uh, game is that really the ladies kind of you know, everybody's doing something different. It's really funny to watch because some ladies had like a cock and no balls. Other people had a cock and huge balls, small balls. One lady made like little veins on the side of her cock. Another person had a cock inside of a vagina um, and that was her version of it. Other people had very multicolored uh, cock and balls. It's just a hilarious game. You've got five minutes, you've got to make the best. And some people were going quite into detail and others kind of a little bit more minimal- minimalistic. And the men got to vote on whose was the best. And that lady won a a prize. Don't remember what it was off the top of my head. And then we played the men's game. So then it's the men's turn to sit around in a circle and the ladies stand around the circle. So again, they can kind of get their own back now and comment on what's about to unfold. So in front of the men, I put the little artist uh, easel things with uh, a a couple of boxes of uh, colourful pencils, basically, crayons. And the men had to draw a vulva. And so they had five minutes to recreate the best version of that, whatever it was, um, for the ladies, and that the ladies had to to vote on that. Now, the funny thing was is that with the ladies making the cocks, they just, as soon as we said, okay, go, it's time to go, they just started going, making cocks left, right, center, making balls, making veins, it was on. The men, however, kind of looked around at each other, looked at their ladies, and then went, oh, can you lift up your skirt and show us a picture because I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Now, I'm not sure if that was an actual fact and a problem that they wanted to see what it looked like or whether they were just being cheeky and probably trying to cop a bit of a look. No one really knows. But it was funny because you had, again, so many different uh, versions of of this drawing. You know, you had ladies that were... I'm sorry, men that were drawing, you know, everything including the labia minora, the majora, the clitoris, really going into a lot of detail. You had guys drawing pubic hair, some not drawing pubic hair, some had legs open and legs spread, other ones didn't. I think somebody actually drew a bit of a sunshine happening as well uh, off the top corner and some birds flying in the background. Who knows, but really, really, really funny because it seems like the guys had absolutely no idea what they're doing. And the ladies voted, and the gentleman won actually the the quick shot, uh, the the toy that that D has that he loves. Um, the quick shot is a great toy, actually, for any men out there. I really should probably find out if he's enjoying his quick shot sex toy. Um, hmm, I'll have to see if I can get a hold of that guy to see if he actually likes it, because uh, that's definitely one of D's favourites. Uh, he. He really does enjoy that one, and that's um, I've, I just bought him another toy as well, actually. But that's actually it's a flesh flashlight, but it's a quick shot. If anyone's out there and wants to look at that, so we're drawing all of these vulvas, we're having some drinks, and then we decide to head to our secret spot. So we walk down the hills, not too far, get into our secret spot, and inside there's already probably fifteen to twenty couples dressed super sexy. Ladies are in ears, they're in the bunny theme, and everybody's just having a great time. And I tell you, it was just so invigorating being able to walk back into the club, see all of these amazing people just engaging and having a sexy time that you you can't help. It's it's kind of a you get you kind of catch it you know what I mean it's a bit like wow this is all happening and it's just so invigorating that you cannot help but have a smile on your face and just enjoying your time there so we sit down we're talking to a few people that have been on the pub crawl with us we're talking to wine and fun times and we're also kind of chatting to some other friends that have kind of come in and and joined our, our group inside our secret spot and the drinks are flowing and everybody's having a great time uh it's actually wine and fun times anniversary as well so they had so many bottles of champagne. I think they had like two or three bottles of champagne. So it was crazy. They were going through those bubbles like no tomorrow. And then we decide, you know, a group of us were like, let's head up to the playroom. So we all go and we kind of dress down a little bit further and we get into our lingerie. And I was wearing a Honey Burdette set that's a little bit difficult to take on and off, actually. It's kind of a boudoir, uh, old, old school set. Very, very sexy. It's one of their new designs. And so we head up to the club 
and the orgy room, sorry, and it's super busy up there, like crazy busy. This is an orgy room with a couple of beds in it and uh, there is basically no real estate going on. But a few of us are like, that's it. We're coming in. Everybody get ready. We're going to make some room on this bed. So we kind of, some of us took a corner. Other ones are kind of like snuck in and sort of said, okay, can you guys move over? You know, shuffle over while you're mid-sex because we want to kind of crawl in here and, and have sex as well. So that was funny and just fun. And uh, we were playing uh, with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Gray, and I was uh, giving him oral. Mrs. Gray helped me give him double oral. You know, there was kissing, there was fondling, and then Dee was going down on Mrs. Gray, and basically just a really super sexy, fun time. But unfortunately, there was a bit of a real estate problem on the bed. So in the end, Mr. Gray and I basically are standing up, having sex over the bed, um, he's taking me from behind because of the fact that the real estate is a little bit difficult to actually get to. And I think Dee and Mrs. Gray had managed to secure some of the real estate on the bed. But again, it's pretty, pretty tough to get kind of in there. And I think a couple of people had left at this time. So they kind of freed up some of that space. And there was a few moments of like, quick, 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 get in there, you know, like get some bed space. And so we did do that as well. And we had a great session, super fun, sexy time with them and, and just a really great group of people. And so much fun. I mean, um, being able to kind of spend that time getting to know people and chat and building up that anticipation and that, that uh, you know, drinks and readiness for that sexy time to come. I mean, it's just so much fun. So I can see really why meet and greets and hotel takeovers work so well because you do, you just kind of form these relationships pretty quickly and you just know that it's the anticipation's building, you know, you're getting along really well, you kind of, you want to see this person naked, they're then stripping down into lingerie, you want to go further, you want to see more, and then you're able to do that. So it's so much fun being able to kind of go through the evening and have this like, well, chatting and casual meetups to maybe talking about some sex or positions or, you know, your favorite toy or whatever, and then kind of playing some games and then heading back and the anticipation the whole time is building for this amazing sexy session and so that was just so much fun thank you everybody who came to the pub crawl we really really appreciate you coming out to meet us and hanging out meeting the other people that are from uh, really all around Sydney and, and local suburbs so thank you again if you guys were there and you attended please do send us an email on c and d at swingingdownunder.com we really love to hear what you all thought about the pub crawl and uh, really would love to be able to invite you along to the next one that we're going to host in a couple of months as well so coming up next we do have two snippets of audio one is going to be from a couple who were at the pub crawl. Just a really, really quick, tiny little snippet. Uh, it's funny when you reach out to people and say, hey, can you send me your thoughts? And it's like this uh, two-minute quick kind of, yep, we had a great time. So they sent us this. I loved it. Hopefully we can get them back on with some audio in the future and maybe a little bit about their background because these two are very, very interesting guys. We really enjoyed meeting them. We hope we actually get to catch up with them again in Sydney because they're just fantastic. They're relatively new to the lifestyle, but I mean, she was gorgeous. Uh, he was really super interesting and lovely and they were just a great dynamic couple. You could tell that they were very much into each other and they, they just kind of were really you could just tell they were just shining you know when you look across the room and you can see that people are just engaged and great and smiling and having a fun time really open um so that was these couple this these this couple and i really hope we do get to see them again but i'll leave you with this audio my partner and i recently attended cnd swinging down under pub crawl we had a great night felt very welcomed by C&D and met some really great people that we've connected with and we'll stay in touch with. Until the next time, thanks for a great night. Hey C&D, it's Gray here from Wine and Fun Times. So we just wanted to say firstly, thank you so very much for putting on such a fantastic pub crawl. Um, it was a fabulous and sexy way for us to uh, spend our uh, sixth wedding anniversary actually. It was really good. Um, we enjoyed the event. We had a fantastic time. I would have to say that the first venue was probably our pick of the two. They had a fantastic selection of cocktails, which is uh, pretty much a necessity, I think, in any uh, venue for any successful pub crawl. 
there was lots of chatting and mingling amongst the couples and uh, you guys were also doing a fantastic job as the hosts, keeping people uh, engaged and uh, getting people talking amongst each other, which is really, really good. So after a short walk to the second venue, this is where both Jay and I had our highlight of the pub crawl part of the evening before we all went off to uh, OSS. And that would be the games, the opportunity for me to show off my distinct lack of art skills uh, in the form of um, moulding a vagina out of Play-Doh and the ladies got an opportunity to show off how skilled they were in moulding a penis out of the same set of Play-Doh as well. So that was uh, pretty fun. Uh, I very much disagree that mine looked like a gangrenous uh, vagina uh, just because I happened to be given the tub full of green Play-Doh. <laughs> think that was a little bit unfair and potentially rigged. Jay thought that it was uh, interesting at this place when she went up to the bar and asked what they had in the way of a cocktail menu. They didn't have one and you told them sort of what you liked and they would just make it. So she asked for a Cosmopolitan and she thought it was very funny that well then she can't actually make that. Um, I think the idea is that you give them a sense of the flavour um, or whatever that you are looking for and they will make you something unique. I think we'll uh, just wrap this up here, keep it nice and short and sweet. So thank you once again C&D for putting on that pub crawl across the Easter weekend. It was a fantastic night for us, full of good drinks, fabulous people, some uh, very sexy times afterwards at OSS as well. We uh, hope to see you again uh, really soon. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Okay, thanks very much for sending us that, guys. Really appreciated that. Now, I mentioned before I was going to try and get some audio from D, So he hasn't sent it to me yet, but I'm putting this pause in. This pause that's about to hit your, your uh, headset right now. I'm putting this pause in because I am banking on the fact that D is going to send me this audio. Now, this audio is about the PlayStation I explained earlier when we are in Sydney with the belays. I wanted to hear his perspective on how the PlayStation went. So here is D with his thoughts. As always, it was fantastic to catch up with the belays. Um, we knew that there'd be a whole lot of fun to be had, but generally our outings start with us opening a bottle of something. <laughs> in this particular case, there was some champagne opened, which was actually the first champagne of the day. And we spent quite a bit of time just hanging out, catching up. We haven't caught up with the Blaze in quite some time, so it was nice to chat with them and in, just enjoy the day. See, being the lovely person that she is, decided to buy some nice champagne on the way in. So we proceeded to drink that and get a little crazy and get a little fun. Actually, uh, Mrs. Blay decided it'd be a good idea for us to take a photo of her pussy beside a bottle of the champagne, which was, you know, really quite sexy. And there was a whole lot of flirting and touching on the way through the day as well. And, you know, it's interesting that with our friends who are also play partners, we... You know, we, we just hang out and whilst hanging out, we also enjoy the casual touch, the casual feel, the casual grope along the way that keeps the event both on the lines of sexy and also just fun. And that really played out the whole way through dinner. That's you know, dinner, well, making dinner as well. You know, we spend a lot of time in the kitchen together, enjoying each other's company, talking, drinking, touching, feeling, groping, <laughs> all the all the things that keep life a little interesting when you are just, you know, hanging out and being sexy. I suppose it's the kind of thing piece a lot of people will, would have done in their, in their very first sexual relationship prior to even getting sexual, the constant, the constant play and hanging out, you know, whilst hanging out, I should say. And, yeah, the the chat's always fun. The drinking's always uh, always fun and we always get a little bit carried away when it comes to the drinking. But 
this time we did all right. I don't think we got two nuts, but, you know, we... Well, certainly C got a couple of nuts a little later, but um, that was after uh, Mr Belay could manage to push Mrs Belay out of the out of the way. She's always the first to be up for a little bit of vajayjay and this time was no different. However, one thing that was a little bit different this time around is that C actually, well, she got a little rolled up, I think. She was ready to go at um, a while after dinner and really just said out loud, blurted out louder, I might say, it's time to go upstairs and, and play. And there's a whole lot of toys, new toys that that she wanted to check out with the girls. Uh, well, sorry, the girls wanted to check out together, I suppose. There'd been discussion about some of the newer toys that, uh, that C had purchased, being the little penguin, the weird little penguin with the bow tie thing. That was something that she wanted to test out on on Mrs. Belay. I'm not sure whether we actually ever whether she actually ever got to test that out or not. There was also uh, a strap on a strap on dildo that that Mrs. Belay really wanted to use on C and proceeded to do so. Um, it may have been a little bit it may have been a little bit big. I think <laughs> I think. Uh, C was a little taken aback by the 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 head of the strap on, but Mrs. Belay managed to coax it into her, and also then managed to really get away with some fairly sexy hard play or hard fucking, I suppose, girl on girl fucking, which is always really sexy to watch. Um, and then, well, that was actually at the end of the session, but during the during the middle. Of course, the the ladies were enjoying each other, and the boys were helping out along the way. And then, um, then there was a swap half, or maybe just after the. Actually, I think it was before the the play with the strap on that Mister Belay managed to push his darling wife out of the way. No, that's not truly the case. He um, he was of course invited by C. To, um, to well, I think the words were actually just come over here and fuck me, please. And um, being the consummate gentleman that he is, he decided that that would be an ideal way to go. And he was kind enough, of course, to offer Mrs. Belay my direction. And, and um, I, of course, asked her, and she was very keen as well. So there was a lot of really sexy, kind of rough, not rough, I don't know, yeah, kind of rough, kind of rough, animalistic sort of fucking without a lot of thought in terms of, you know, consequences, responsibility. But, of course, we were safe. It was just more that we've, we've been together multiple times and we all feel very comfortable with each other, which is a really nice place to be. And... Um, yeah, we were we were shagging for a little while and then Mr. Belay went to sleep. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. We just got a bit of a running joke because there may have been an event where he uh, shagged and then passed out very quickly and that was probably more alcohol-induced than anything else. Uh, shout out to Mr. Belay. Love you, big fella. And that was kind of the end of the night, you know. We, uh, we again... Re- sort of hung around, relaxed, enjoyed e- enjoyed each other's company, enjoyed some um, after-sex touching and just relax with each other. It was really nice, as always. We really enjoy playing with these guys and we really enjoy hanging out with them. All right, well, welcome back, guys. So the last, well, second-last segment of this podcast is going to be social media buzz. Now, in fact, actually, I wanted to talk a little bit about 
the recent 30 Days of Lingerie that I participated in on Twitter. Now, 30 Days of Lingerie was actually a bit of a, a, bit of a joke or a bit of an um, exploration that uh, a friend of ours came up with. She's based in Brisbane. You can catch her as Lolo Lady on Twitter. Now, I'll share her, uh, her Twitter handle when I put this podcast up. But essentially, she reached out to a few of us in Australia and said, you know what, let's do a 30 Days of Lingerie in April. So we had the hashtag 30 Days of Lingerie. If any of you are out there on Twitter want to catch up with some of those photos and she said you know let's roll this up so there was a few of us that were like yep great first of april let's do it now in april i had a few international trips the philippines i had some state stuff i went to washington dc so i did i did miss unfortunately a couple of days there with the time zone difference as well but for the most part you know really participating in that 30 days of lingerie hashtag now i wanted to participate in it for a few reasons one of them was to See how the actual um, posting of photos on Twitter and myself in lingerie, well, one was to try and figure out if I actually had 30 sets of lingerie and could try to figure out some different poses every day, which is you know exceedingly difficult if anybody out there is going to try this. But uh, one of the reasons was to see if I would feel sexy posting these photos. I really wanted to delve into the psyche of posting a photo on Twitter every day, interacting with other sexy photos on Twitter and really seeing how it would make me feel. You know, I was curious, would this make me feel empowered would this make me feel objectified in a negative way objectified in a positive way you know um how how would the response be would I get direct messages that were maybe not so not so positive you know would people have a go at my body shape would people think positively about my body shape really I wanted to see how this would make me feel and what reaction that I would have as I was taking the photos posting the photos and then making you know reviewing the comments and things of that nature if there were any and um, what I found is that through the month you know I did feel like I was receiving a lot of compliments. I actually didn't receive anything negative. You know, there was a big camaraderie with the people that were participating in this. But for the general public as well, there was a lot of positivity coming from this particular hashtag, this 30 days of lingerie. And so what I did feel throughout this kind of this month is very empowered and sexy. And I wasn't too sure going into it if I would, because um, admittedly, Dee and I, as I mentioned before, we haven't been adulting. We're not in our best shape right now because we've been traveling, eating and drinking. And so I wanted to see, well, if I started posting photos of myself in lingerie, would I feel attractive or would I start to think negatively about myself? And actually, I came out of it saying, you know what, I actually feel quite pretty and I feel like you know, my body shape and, and how I'm presenting myself is quite positive and people are responding to that Positively, So for me, the experience was super interesting, seeing other people, what they were doing. Some people had super amazing poses or great lingerie sets, was super artistic with lighting, with positions, all sorts. So again, go check out that hashtag, 30 days of lingerie. It's three zero as the 30. And uh, the other reason was that I wanted to kind of see about social media. I wanted to see how the social media impact would play out, you know, how people would kind of engage or what would happen. And what I actually noticed was that uh, two, two, two things happened that I noticed. One is super, super funny. Now, as we were, I think, about probably eight, day eight or day 10 into the actual um, 30 days of lingerie, a few people picked this up and realized what was going on and that there was this hashtag circulating. And again, at this point, this is just literally a bunch of friends from Australia, just kind of all joking around, posting photos, some from Perth, some from Sydney, some from Tassie, some from Brisbane. There was uh, myself participating from Singapore. And a few people picked it up and said, you know, how did I not know this was this a thing? As if it was some kind of globally recognized 30 days of lingerie that Lolo had, Lolo lady had started from Brisbane, Australia, and it took off. And a few people decided that they wanted to join in. Now that was crazy. You know, I joked around with Lolo lady and I said, you have literally started a hashtag Twitter interest globally, which is just crazy. I mean, being able to have that kind of impact is amazing. So a few people kind of joined in on the fun. And then what else I noticed about the whole social media aspect is that there was a flip side of it, which is that there was a little bit of a negative approach somewhat. There was one particular participant who claimed to have received a fair bit of negative uh, responses to her posts. Um, This really surprised me because I had the absolute reverse of that. I had nothing but positivity. And indeed, if she had actually received some negative posts from people out there in the public, I mean, I 
I really, I worry about that and I feel very sorry for her. So I apologize if she, um, you know, for her, I guess, if she did receive those negative uh, situations. But for me, it was such a positive thing. But what I did notice is that some people would tend to retweet the photos, some commented, and I was kind of having a bit of a track on this. Like what would actually happen on social media in participating with this? What I found is that you all are a bunch of perverts. We had the more the most Twitter followers, I think, in the one month that we have ever had in three and a half years of operating our Twitter account. We jumped to over 9,000 followers uh, from about eight, eight and a half, I think. And uh, just crazy, like the comments, the likes, the retweets, just insane. And the community was really supporting each other and everybody was joking backwards and forwards. Now, what's actually come of this is that there is currently a 31 days of Mandurey happening right now in May. So that's another hashtag that you can go and have a look at, 31 Days of Mandurey, and uh, and that's also on Twitter. So the husbands of the participants are also now getting involved, posting their photos up there and kind of sharing themselves on Twitter and trying to come up with their own poses, finding their own Mandurey, which is really, really tough, even for me, but then for the men out there, it's super, super tough. So they've taken to posting up naked photos of pineapples and all sorts so it's quite funny out there if you are on twitter do check it out it's hilarious but coming up now i did actually reach out to one of the other participants of the 30 days of lingerie and they are actually it's it's a, the lady the 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 missus of monogamish marriage now they actually host a, a blog so they have their own uh, blog post and i asked her what she really thought about the challenge you know did she notice an uptake of twitter followers or positive comments did she notice negative comments you know really how did it make her feel and so I asked her to send me in some audio and she did definitely do that it was also the mister got involved as well and the mister is actually also participating in 31 days of Mandurey and you can hear them coming up next with what their impression was was of 30 days of Mandurey so thanks very much that is monogamish marriage they'll tell you where you can find them online in a second Hi everyone, I'm him. And I'm her from the monogamishmarriage.com. C and D from Swinging Down Under asked if we would talk about our experience with the Twitter challenge, 30 Days of Lingerie. It was a challenge that we thought we could get behind because we love photography. We especially love nude and sexy boudoir photography. And we've got thousands and thousands of pictures in our library. That's true. But we can never show them to anyone. So we thought, hey... We can take the pictures we love and have people see them. Yes, that's pretty exciting for people like us. Mm -hmm. The other thing was that we thought it would help us connect with other lifestyle podcasters and bloggers, kind of get us out of our lonely basement and into the the real world of people talking about these things that are important to us. Yeah, we tend to kind of write in isolation and maybe that's a writer thing. Um, That's why we're not podcasters um we're a little antisocial but anyway we thought that this would help us connect with those people who are out there doing the same thing we're doing we also thought it would help to grow our twitter audience and help us actually figure out how to work this whole twitter thing um and it would obviously you know ultimately help to grow our blog so there were a number of things that we realized along the journey so one was that um, we actually got turned on making the pictures. As, I, you know, as we said, we've done thousands of these things, but it's different when you know there's a large anonymous audience who are going to see them. Yeah, and the couple times I took your pictures, you needed a fluffer, so I was yes. there for you, baby. That's right. I got you really hard. Yeah, you really did. That's true. <laughs> I wish you had needed a fluffer too, but you didn't. So I would you can just... fluff my boobs. Oh, <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Okay. Uh, the second thing we realized was that we had to stick to our parameters. So sometimes in the middle of these sexy afternoon photography sessions, we'd get a little bit tempted to get carried away. But I wanted to make sure that I stuck to my rule at the outset, which was nothing sexually explicit would be posted. Everything would be tasteful nudes. Maybe once in a while I would show a nipple, but that was not going to be a mainstay of this project. And um, I wanted to make sure that we were promoting the blog and not selling ourselves, which is kind of a fine line. Right. Well, and thanks to your high standards, several major church groups have um, <laughs> approved of what we did. So that's pretty exciting for us. Well, that's, that's very progressive of them. Yes. 
I, I also expected that there might be some people out there who um, would have some kind of sexually aggressive comments. Um, after all, if you put nude photographs on the internet, you have to expect that there might be some people who think they have access to you in a way that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But I was really surprised to see that that didn't happen at all. Um, everyone was thoughtful and encouraging. They read the articles. They made interesting comments about them. We had some interesting discourse. Um, it was actually a much more positive experience than I even expected it would be. Yeah, just when you're inclined to give up on the human race, <laughs> a bunch of naked pictures bring out the best in them. Aww, thought. People are wonderful. <laughs> now that it's over, we feel like we've achieved what we set out to. We gained a lot of new Twitter followers. That's true. The blog had its best month ever as That's far as true. views, and we made real connections with fellow participants, both online and in person. That's true. We even had sex with one of the other couples <laughs> that were involved in the 30-day challenge. But it's true. Now, I'm not saying who it was, but if you're looking for a clue, we did not fly to Australia during the month of April. So that knocks out, what, two of the couples? Yeah, we haven't been to Australia yet. That's true. Um, and a final observation is that as this 30 days of lingerie has wrapped up, a new movement has emerged, the 31 days of lingerie. Oh my Lord. <laughs> and what we've noticed is just in these first four or five days that there is a, a discomfort in the men who are posting because you can see that their, uh, their poses are kind of jokey, uh, maybe parodies of things you would see. Um, women do, and it makes me realize that men are kind of just uh, kind of uncomfortable with being sexually objectified in ways that women have become quite comfortable with and have normalized. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or just an interesting thing, uh, but it's something we've noted. Well, have you noticed there's nothing jokey about my 30 days of lingerie or 31 <laughs> days of lingerie? Um, photos. I am so desperate to be objectified <laughs> and um, and to be treated like a like a sexual object in a very that, serious way. In a very serious way. So I am trying really hard to make an impression. I don't know if it's working, but I guess <laughs> it's early days yet. We'll see. We'll see. I'm her, and I'm him from themonogamishmarriage.com. We write about lifestyle, swinging, and all things sexy. Check us out. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for sending in that audio, and thank you so much for your thoughts. I mean, I thought the, the bit about um, the men kind of learning learning about being objectified was such an interesting aspect to me because, yes, women do tend to pose more often. You know, we, we're taking selfies all the time, either with or without clothes, in bikinis, you know, and we're so, so we are a little bit used to kind of sharing this, particularly if you are a woman then on Twitter. You know, you might be more used to sharing yourself on Twitter and understanding how to how to get a sexy pose or really, you know, wanting those compliments or seeking them out or, or maybe just not, maybe just posting it up for yourself, whatever the case may be. But their point about men being objectified and also finding kind of that balance, you know, they're trying to figure out how to pose sexy. They're looking for the lingerie. They're doing all of these things that kind of is a little bit out of character. And so it's kind of exploring and a little bit exciting. So again, if you uh, haven't yet uh, had a look, 30 days of lingerie, 31 days of mangerie, back it. It's on Twitter. You can go and check out April's postings. And right now in May, the men are posting as well. So that was great. Lolo lady, an absolute genius idea. Thank you so much for suggesting that. It was a, a lot of fun, actually. Okay, so the next up, real quick, just before we finish up today's episode, just a, a little bit about where in the world is C&D. We are heading to Bali from the 26th of May. We'll be there for a couple of days having a sexy weekend with the Belays. And we're actually hoping to kind of explore a little bit sexually about that. I'm not going to tell you too much. I'm going to leave that as a surprise. But get ready for a bit of a sexual exploration podcast coming up in a few episodes. D is down in Australia right now, and he's heading back early June. He's heading back for a few weeks in June. He is stopping by Sydney, so we will be in Sydney or Melbourne of the weekend of the 7th, 8th, 9th of June. So if you're down there, please send us a message and catch up with us soon. All right, a podcast wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't plug the fact that we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and really wherever you can find podcasts, we are there. 
please do look us up, subscribe, and please do submit an iTunes review. We would love it if you guys would submit an iTunes review, help us out. It does help other people to actually be able to find us on iTunes, gets the rankings a little bit higher, which really does help us out a lot. And also, we do enjoy seeing your reviews. So you can do that on iTunes. You can also do it anonymously on this podcast at the bottom. You'll find out how to actually submit a review anonymously. So you're not actually showing your proper iTunes name there. And of course, we are available on CND at swingingdownunder.com. If you want to send us an email, please do. We love connecting with people from all over the world. We are also running a competition right now in May 2018. So if you do send us a sexy story to our email, you have the chance to go in the draw to win some Swinging Down Under swag. Now, this swag is not just Swinging Down Under promotional items. No, this swag is actually going to contain sex toys, both for men and for women. It's going to contain lube, our favorite condoms. Get ready for it. If you guys want to enter, send us an email. This is globally, guys. You don't have to be in Singapore to enter this competition. We're going to send it to you wherever you are. So please do send us an email with your sexy story and we will definitely put you in the running to win this Swing Down Under swag. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Swinging Down Under. I do promise I'll get Dee back on the recording studio next episode. But thank you very much for joining us for episode 65 of the Swinging Down Under podcast. Bye. Bye.